0: 6. NOAH AND HIS POSTERITY HOME AND ZEMSHUD LEADERS OF THE PEOPLE I saw Noah, a simple-hearted old man, clothed in a long white garment. He was walking about in an orchard and pruning the trees with a crooked bone knife. A cloud hovered over him, and in it was a human figure. Noah fell on his knees. I saw that he was... Then and there, interiorly instructed upon God's design to destroy mankind, he was commanded to build an ark. I saw that Noah grew sad at the announcement, and that he prayed for the punishment to be averted. He did not begin the work at once. Again the Lord appeared to him, twice in succession, commanding him to begin the building of Otherwise, he should perish with the rest of mankind. At last, I saw Noah moving with all his family to the country in which Zoroaster, the shining star, subsequently dwelt. Noah settled in a high, woody, solitary region where he and his numerous followers lived under tents. Here he raised an altar and offered sacrifice to the Lord. Neither Noah nor any of his family built permanent houses, because they put faith in the prophecy of the deluge. But the godless nations around laid massive foundations, marked off courts, and erected all kinds of buildings designed to resist the inroads of time and the attacks of an enemy. There were frightful deeds upon the earth in those days men delivered themselves up to all kinds of wickedness even the most unnatural they plundered one another and carried off whatever suited them best they laid waste homes and fields they kidnapped women and maidens and proportion to their increase in numbers was the wickedness of noah's posterity they even robbed and insulted noah himself they had not fallen into this state of base degradation from want of civilization. They were not wild and barbarous. Rather, they lived commodiously and had well-ordered households. But they were deeply imbued with wickedness. They practiced the most shameful idolatry, everyone making his own god of whatever pleased him best. By diabolical arts, they sought to seduce Noah's immediate family. Mossad, the son of Japhet and grandson of noah was thus corrupted after he had while working in the field taken from them a poisonous beverage which intoxicated him it was not wine but the juice of a plant which they were accustomed to drink in small quantities during their work and whose leaves and fruit they chewed Mosach became the father of a son who was named home when the child was born Mosok begged his brother Thubal to take it, and thus hide his guilt. Thubal did so out of fraternal affection. The child, with the stalks and sprouts of a certain viscous root, was laid by his mother before Thubal's tent. She hoped thereby to acquire a right over his inheritance, but the deluge was already at hand, and so her plans were fruitless. Thubal took the boy and had him reared in his family without betraying his origin. And so it happened in this way that the child was taken into the ark. Thubal called the boy Hum, the name of the root whose sprouts lay near him as the only sign. The child was not nourished with milk, but with the same root. If that plant is allowed to grow up straight, it will reach the height of a man. But when it creeps along the ground... It sends up shoots like the asparagus hard with tender tops it is used as food and as a substitute for milk the root is bulbous and from it rises a crown of a few brown leaves its stem is tolerably thick and the pith is used as meal cooked like pap or spread in thin layers and baked wherever it thrives it grows luxuriantly and covers leagues of ground i saw it in the ark It was long before the ark was completed for noah often discontinued it for years at a time three times did god warn him to proceed with it each time noah would engage workmen recommence and again discontinue in the hope that god would relent but at last the work was finished i saw that in the ark as in the cross there were four kinds of wood palm olive cedar and cypress i saw the wood felled and hewed upon the spot and noah buried it himself upon his shoulders to the place of building just as jesus afterward carried the wood of his cross the spot chosen for the construction of the ark was a hill surrounded by a valley first the bottom was put in the ark was rounded in the back and the keel shaped like a troll was smeared with pitch it had two stories supported on hollow posts which stood one above another. These posts were not round trunks of trees. They were in oval sections filled with a white pith which became fibrous toward the center. The trunk was knotty, or furrowed, and the great leaves grew around it without branches. I saw the workmen punching the pith out with the tool. All other trees were cut into thin planks. When Noah had carried all the materials to the appointed spot and arranged them in order, the building was begun. The bottom was put in and pitched, the first row of posts raised, and the holes in which they stood filled up with pitch. Then came the second floor with another row of posts for the third floor and then the roof. The spaces between the posts were filled in with brown and yellow lathes placed crosswise. The holes and chinks being stuffed with a kind of wool found on certain trees and plants and a white moss that grows very abundantly around some trees then all was pitched inside and outside the roof was rounded the entrance between the two windows was in the center of one side a little more than halfway up in the middle of the roof likewise was a square aperture when the arc had been entirely covered with pitch It shone like a mirror in the sun noah went on working alone for a long time at the different compartments for the animals as all were to be separate two passages extended through the middle of the ark and back in the oval part concealed by hangings stood a wooden altar the table of which was semicircular a little in the front of the altar was a pan of coals this was their fire Right and left were spaces partitioned off for sleeping apartments. All kinds of chests and utensils were carried into the ark, and numerous seeds, plants, and shrubs were put into earth around the walls, which were soon covered with verdure. I saw something like vines carried in, and on them large yellow grapes, bunches as long as one's arm. No words can express what Noah endured for the malice and ill-will of the workmen during the whole time that the ark was building. They mocked him. They insulted him. In every way they called him a fool. He paid them well in cattle, but that did not prevent their reviling him. No one knew why he was building the ark, therefore did they ridicule him. When all was finished, I saw Noah giving thanks to God, Who then appeared to him he told him to take a reed pipe and call all the animals from the four corners of the globe the nearer the day of chastisement approached the darker grew the heavens frightful anxiety took possession of the whole earth the sun no longer showed his face and the roar of the thunder was increasingly heard i saw noah going a short distance north south east and west And blowing upon his reed pipe the animals came flocking at the sound and entered the ark in order two by two male and female they went in by a plank laid from the entrance to the ground when all were safe inside the plank also was hoisted in the largest animals white elephants and camels went in first they were restless as at the approach of a storm and it took several days for them all to enter The birds flew in through the skylight and perched under the roof on poles and in cages, while the waterfowl went into the bottom of the vessel. The land animals were in the middle story. Of such as are slaughtered, there were seven couples. The ark, lying there by itself on the top of the hill, shone with a bluish light. At a distance, it looked as if it were descending from the clouds. Now the time for the deluge drew nigh, Noah had already announced it to his family. He took with him into the ark Sem, Cham, and Japhet, with their wives and their children. They were in the ark grandsons from fifty to eighty years old, with their children, small and large. All that had labored at its construction and who were good and free from idolatry entered with Noah. There were over one hundred people in the ark, and they were necessary to give daily food. To the animals and to clean after them i must say for i always see it so that sem's chams and Japhet's children all went into the ark there are many little boys and girls in it in fact all of noah's family that were good holy scripture mentions only three of adam's children cain abel and seth and yet i see many others among them and i always see them in pairs boys and girls and so too in 20 only eight souls are mentioned as saved in the ark the four ancestral couples by whom after the deluge the earth was to be peopled i also saw home in the ark the child was fastened by a skin into a bark cradle formed like a troll i saw many infants cradled in a similar way floating on the waters of the deluge when the ark rose on the waters when crowds of people upon the surrounding mountains and in the high trees were weeping and lamenting, when the waters were covered with the floating bodies of the drowned and with uprooted trees, Noah and his family were already safe inside. Before he and his wife, his three sons, and their wives entered the ark, he once more implored God's mercy. When all had entered, Noah drew in the plank and made fast the door he left outside near relatives and their families who during the building of the ark had separated from him then burst forth a fearful tempest the lightning played in fiery columns rains fell in torrents and the hill upon which the ark stood soon became an island misery was great so great that i trust it was the means of many a soul's salvation i saw a devil black and hideous with pointed jaws and a long tail going to and fro through the tempest, and tempting men to despair. Toads and serpents sought a hiding place in the crevices of the ark. Flies and vermin I saw not. They came into existence later to torment men. I saw Noah offering sacrifice in the ark upon an altar covered with red, over which was a white cloth. In an arched chest were preserved the bones of Adam. During prayer and sacrifice, Noah laid them on the altar, I saw on the altar, likewise, the chalice of the Last Supper, which, during the building of the Ark, had been brought to Noah by three figures in long white garments. They looked like the three men that announced to Abraham the birth of a son. They came from a city that was destroyed at the time of the deluge. They addressed Noah as one whose fame had reached them, and told him that he should take with him into the Ark a mysterious something that they gave him in order that it might escape the waters of the deluge the mysterious thing was that chalice in it lay a grain of wheat large as a sunflower seed and a vine branch noah stuck both into a yellow apple and put it into the chalice the chalice had no cover for the branch was to grow out of it after the dispersion of men at the building of the tower of babel i saw that chalice in the possession of one of sem's descendants in the country of Sumeramis. He was the ancestor of the Semenes, who were established at Canaan by Melchizedek. Hither they took the chalice. I saw the ark driving over the waters, dead bodies floating around. It rested upon a high, rocky peak of a mountain chain far to the east of Syria, and there it remained for a long time. I saw that land was already appearing. It looked like mud covered with a greenish mold immediately after the deluge fish and shellfish began to be eaten afterwards as people multiplied they ate bread and birds they planted gardens and the soil was so fruitful that the wheat which they sowed produced ears as large as those of maize the root from which home received his name was also planted noah's tent stood on the spot where at a later period was that of abraham In the plain and in the surrounding country noah's sons had their tents i saw the cursing of cham but sem and japhet received from noah on their knees the blessing it was delivered to them with ceremonies similar to those used by abraham when giving over the same blessing to isaac i saw the curse pronounced by noah upon cham moving toward the latter like a black cloud and obscuring him his skin lost its whiteness he grew darker His sin was the sin of sacrilege the sin of one who would forcibly enter the ark of the covenant i saw a most corrupt race descend from cham and sink deeper and deeper in darkness i saw the black idolatrous stupid nations are the descendants of cham their color is due not to the rays of the sun but to the dark source whence those degraded races sprang it will be impossible for me to say how i beheld the nations increasing and extending and in many different ways, falling into darkness and corruption. But with all that, many luminous rays streamed forth from them and sought the light. When Thubal, the son of Japhet, with his own children and those of his brother Mosach, sought counsel of Noah as to the country to which they should migrate, there were fifteen families in number. Noah's children already extended far around, and the families of Thubal and Mosach also dwelt at some distance from Noah. But when Noah's children began to quarrel and oppress one another, Thubal desired to remove still farther off. He wanted to have nothing to do with Cham's descendants, who were already thinking of building the tower. He and his family heeded not the invitation received later to engage in that undertaking, and it was declined, declined also by the children of Sem. Thubal, with his troop of followers, appeared before Noah's tent, asking for directions as to whither he should go. Noah dwelt upon a mountain range between Libanus and Caucasus. He wept when he saw Thubal and his followers, for he loved that race, because it was better, more God-fearing than others. He pointed out a region toward the northeast, charged them to be faithful to the commands of God and to the offering of sacrifice, and made them promise to guard the purity of their descent, and not to intermingle with the descendants of Cham. He gave them girdles and breastpieces that he had had in the Ark. Heads of the families were to wear them when engaged in divine service and performing marriage ceremonies in order to guard against malediction and a depraved posterity. Ceremonies used by Noah when offering sacrifice reminded me of the holy sacrifice of the Mass. There were alternate prayers and responses, and Noah moved from place to place at the altar and bowed reverently he gave them likewise a leathern bag containing a vessel made of bark and which was an oval golden box enclosing three other smaller vessels they also received from him the roots or bulbs of that home plant rolls of bark or skins upon which were written characters and round wooden blocks upon which signs were engraved these people were of a bright reddish yellow complexion and very beautiful they were clothed in skins and woolen garments girded at the waist arms alone bare the skins they wore were scarcely drawn from the animal when they were clapped still bloody on the limbs they fitted so tightly that my first thought was those people are hairy not so however for their own skin was smooth as satin with the exception of various kinds of seed they did not take much baggage with them since they were departing for a high region toward the northeast I saw no camels, but they had horses, asses, and animals with spreading horns like stags. I saw them, Thubal's followers, on a high mountain where they dwelt, one above another, in long, low huts like arbors. I saw them digging the ground, planting, and setting out trees and rows. Opposite side of the mountain was cold. Later on, the whole region became much colder. Consequence of this change in the climate, one of the grandsons of Thubal, the ancestor Semshid, led them further toward the southwest. With a few exceptions, all who had seen Noah and had taken leave of him died in this place, that is, on the mountain to which Thubal had led them. They who followed Zemshid were all born on the same mountain. They took with them the few surviving old men who had known Noah, carrying them very carefully in litters. When Thubal with his family separated from Noah, I saw among them that child of Mosach home, who had gone with Thubal into the ark. Holm was already grown, and later on I saw him very different from those around him. He was of large stature, like a giant, and of a very serious, peculiar turn of mind. He wore a long robe. He was like a priest. He used to go alone to the summit of the mountain, and there spend night after night. He observed the stars and practiced magic. He was taught by the devil to arrange what he saw in vision into a science, a religion, and thereby he vitiated and counteracted the teaching of Henoch. Evil inclinations inherited from his mother mingled in him with the pure hereditary teachings of Henoch and Noah, to which the children of Subal clung. Home, by his false visions and revelations, misinterpreted and changed the ancient truth. He studied and pondered, watched the stars, and had visions which, by Satan's agency, showed him deformed images of truth. Through their resemblance to truth, his doctrine and idolatry became the mothers of hearsay. Thubal was a good man. Hom's manner of acting and his teaching were very displeasing to Thubal. He was greatly grieved to see one of his sons, the father of Zemschild, attach himself to home. I heard Thubal complaining, My children are not united. Would that I had not separated from Noah. Home conducted the waters of two springs from the highest part of the mountain down to the dwellings. and soon united into one stream, which, after a short course, swelled into a broad torrent. I saw the Damshid and his followers crossing it at their departure. Holm received almost divine homage from his followers. He taught them that God exists in fire. He had also much to do with water and with that viscous root from which he derived his name. He planted it and solemnly distributed it as a sacred medicine and nourishment. This distribution at last became a ceremony of religion. He carried its juice or pap around with him in a brown vessel like a mortar. The axes were of the same material. They got them from people of another tribe that lived far away in a mountainous country, and forged such implements by means of fire. I saw them on a mountain from which fire burst forth, sometimes in one place, sometimes in another. I think the vessel which Holm carried around with him was made out of the melted metal, a rock that flowed from the mountain, and which was caught in a mold. Holm never married, nor did he live to be very old. He published many of his visions referring to his own death. He himself put faith in them, as did also Durketo and his other followers at a later period. But I saw him dying a frightful death, and the evil one carried him off body and soul. Nothing remained of him. For that reason his followers thought that, like Henoch, he had been taken up to a holy dwelling place. The father of Zemshid had been a pupil of Holm, and Holm left him his spirit in order that he might be then be the one who would succeed him.